Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Welcome back to Bring on the Weird. You're Elijah. That's me. You're Will. That's me. Awesome. Come with us, dear listeners, to a once sleepy little town known as Point Pleasant, West Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah. I'm sorry. West Virginia. Where the town now has an annual celebration of a creature that is known to bring bad tidings to wherever it visits. The connection between Point Pleasant and the creature goes back many, many years. Let's go back to the evening of November 12th, 1966, to Kuntz cemetery in Clendenin, west virginia approximately 50 miles southeast of point pleasant where we'll find kenneth duncan unfortunately hard at work digging a grave for his recently passed father-in-law homer smith helping kenneth in this duty was robert lovejoy william Poole, andrew godby and emil gibson at some point during this chore kenneth noticed something glide through the trees but it wasn't in sight long enough for any of the other men to notice it Later, Kenneth and the guys discussed it with a few other friends, and it may have been written off as a trick of the light or some unidentifiable animal, off to find a meal if it had not been for Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Mallet reporting their incident to the Point Pleasant Police just three days later on November 15th, 1966. Those guys you just talked about, were were, were they the five grave diggers? Yeah. In Clendon? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to hunt down their names. Yeah, I didn't see their names at all. So I was, <laughs> I just, but when you were saying that they saw it like flying overhead, I was like, well, I got that about five grave diggers. Like, is that the same ones? Yeah. <clears throat> but it yeah, okay. took a minute to find that. And I'm like, cause everything else was just like, they were just digging his grave and this guy saw it. What, 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 how'd you get that story? Where'd that come from? Is it a bird? The two couples told the police they saw a large gray creature whose eyes glowed red when the car's headlights caught it. They were driving near the TNT area, a former World War II munitions plant now located in the McClintic Wildlife Management Area, when they spotted this large flying man with 10-foot wings. 10-foot wings? That's what these... A 10-foot span? Or, like, one wing is 10 10 feet? I think it was uh, the whole span. I think each wing is, like, 5 feet. Yeah. Something like that. Well, it it would have to be less, right? From the middle? Is it how is it how it goes from the middle? Well, wouldn't it be like right at your shoulder blades, the wings? Maybe they're like four and a half feet. I don't know. <laughs> we can we can totally go down and visit. I thought you were a multi-man expert. <laughs> I'm. You said it. Oh, I'm. I'm sorry. <laughs> not. It's not like they couldn't read it in the title. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like we couldn't go down to Point Pleasant and check out the statue, the giant steel statue that they have there. You saw that thing? 
<laughs> it looks awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. Do you think the kids around there are, like, afraid of the Mothman? Or do you think they like him? Or do you think it's just a thing that they've learned to deal with? It probably doesn't mean anything to the kids now. Maybe the adults. Well, what about the, like, the, I don't know, the the preteens and the early teens and stuff? Do you think they're a little freaked out by it? Or do you think they're like, oh, let's go, let's go, like, hunt the Mothman? I bet there's some of them that are definitely like, let's go find him. No, oh, 100%. I would have done that as a kid. But he hasn't, the Mothman hasn't been sighted around Point Pleasant in a long time. Unless, was that one picture? It's dark picture, and it just looks like something flying, just a silhouette of it in the darkness. Was you that saw an actual Pleasant? photograph? You didn't see that one? I didn't see that one, no. It's just a silhouette of something flying in the darkness. If you want to explain it away, somebody said it could possibly be a large owl with a snake. Interesting. I've heard other people say that it could be a stork. Yeah, like a crane. Uh, like a ra- yeah, a crane or a rare stork or something like that. There's, I don't know, some kind of owl. I mean, all like most cryptids could be explained as something. Like a chupacabra is a dog with mange. What? Yeah, really? uh, yeah. You never heard that? No, I, I just chupacabra is all I know. I never heard anybody a, say dog with mange. A, it's a dog or a coyote or a wolf, whatever they, I don't know, whatever they have down there in Mexico. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they have dogs and coyotes or wolves. Probably a coyote, but they say it has mange, and that's why it looks so crazy. But it's got a long snout, like what I've seen. Doesn't it but eat cows? Know. Huh? Isn't there, don't they tend to find mutilated cows? Yeah, but, I mean, don't you think a pack of coyotes could do that? Yeah, a pack of them, but one mangy I coyote? think, look. If you got a slow, stupid cow who's just grazing, <laughs> I think one chupacabra slash coyote with mange can take it out. Yeah, one coyote with mange could definitely take out a, a slow cow. But it, I would think so. We're not talking about chupacabra. No, no, we're not. What are you drinking? Oh, tonight, I'm going back to my roots with victory. I'm going to have me a sour monkey. The old sour monkey. Did you ever try mixing the sour monkey with the golden monkey? Absolutely not, because Why? it's sacrilegious. Uh, you're, bro- you're still consuming both of them. Yeah, but what happens if you mix them and you don't like it? Then you just wasted it. No, you still drink it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like trying to force down a sour toe cocktail. <laughs> uh, and if you guys don't know what a sour toe cocktail is, then you missed our last episode, and shame on you. Oh and go listen to it. Calling them right out. No, oh, Hey. <laughs> They're missing out on quality gold here. <laughs> Yukon gold, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going to take any time to slow drink a sour toe cocktail. It's going down quick. If, oh, yeah. If it's <laughs> if I've got it, it's going down quick. I'm not wasting any time. I'm not putting my face any near that toe for any longer than it needs to be. That's probably why, honestly, that's probably why people accidentally swallow the damn thing. They just <laughs> throw it back as fast as they can and just swallow a toe. And then goes the toe. Boom, $2,500, man. Yikes. There's some people out here that don't know what we're talking about, and that's because you didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We love you guys, even if you don't listen. <laughs> but we would prefer you to listen. But if they didn't listen, then they wouldn't hear that. Touche, <laughs> touche. Well, anyway, anyway, what about this, this big man with big wings? He was Is hanging he out. Man? He's a big man, right? Isn't he, like, extra 7 feet, 10 feet, something like that? I have that he—most witnesses describe the Mothman as a winged, man-sized creature 
with large reflective red eyes and a large and large moth-like wings. Also, he's been reported as having no head with eyes on his chest. Yeah, like a big squishy head kind of. Yeah, like his like head weird... is his torso and his arms are like up on top of his head. Like, <laughs> like uh... I just assume he would, like if he had eyes on his chest, I assume he would sound like that. <laughs> I'd, I'd be angry too. That's that's his problem, man. He's got eyes in his chest, and he's all mad because he's got the, eyes in his chest. The problem is he's always got to be doing ab works at workouts <laughs> because he can't put a shirt on because he can't see. <laughs> he's all about that keto life. That's the problem. He said, "Damn it, I don't want a salad. I want a burger, but I can't because I got to keep up this eight pack." And he can't articulate that. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. Anyway, you were talking about, what, Steve Mallett and Roger Scarberry, all them? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, the two couples, um, Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Mallett. They were just out, you know, gallivanting around the countryside, checking out the TNT area, being crazy kids. And some, some might think that they were on some... Necking? Well, there's that too, oh. but it was the, it was the early 60s, so... LSD. That's right. Or the marijuanas. Ooh, some of them too. They had it all. Maybe mm, they might have. And then they, you know, <laughs> but they not, not to get off that off topic again. But have you noticed that a lot of these like UFO site? <clears throat> whoa! What? Just, I just turned into an alien. What happened? <laughs> Mothman's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of these like UFO sightings. A lot of these cryptids. All this stuff. If I'm not mistaken, have come out like right around the same time as like LSD and like the 50s, 60s set, like a lot of this stuff, right? Yeah. Is it, I mean, I'm not saying none of this is true. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying it's a little suspicious. Anyway, proceed. <laughs> Wasn't LSD a, um, it was a derivative of something else. We talked about it in the Mass Hysterias episode, and you guys yeah. did not listen to that very much because that is one of our lowest episodes. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ergot but ser- yeah, seriously, we talked about it in our uh, Mass Hysterias. Er- yeah, Ergot is LSD essentially, right? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it comes from the rotten wheat Ergot. It's like mu- it's like mushrooms. It's a like a fungus, basically. Right. That's that's what it is. So, but yeah, so that that one will mess up your day and cause you to hallucinate all this other crap and moldy bread will cure a bacteria in you figure that one out so if you guys if you want to get high and uh bread gets moldy in your bread basket just eat it oh actually guys don't listen to that please (laughs) oh my god i just got sued i got thrown in jail that don't take that advice and um there's a meme that goes around i'm sure um, it'll start popping up here soon it's uh, the fastest way to clear the frost off of your windshield. Boiling water. Don't do that. No, De- don't. Definitely do not do that. It won't work. <laughs> no. You'll have to pick up your windshield. It'll be it'll be cleaned off of yeah. your car. You'll clean the windshield right off of your car. It'll you be in pee your on front it. seat. That's not, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm Look, not going to pee on my windshield. <laughs> sometimes I'm running really, really late to work in January, and I've thought about it. It's an option. You don't have a windshield and got to get there. I got to get there. I got to get there. It's an option for sure. But it's also illegal. To pee on your car. I mean, unless it's in a garage. And then at that point, you probably don't have frost on it. (laughs) 
Anyway, so, Percy, we, we got way off, way off. So the Mothman was hanging around Point Pleasant, and wasn't he sighted uh, several more times around Point Pleasant before the thing happened? You know, I got the the few, the couple sightings, like, over the grave diggers, and then I got something about the mallets who saw him, Scarberry saw him, and then I saw something about him showing up, you know, before the tragedy, so... Did you see uh, Steve Mallett's quote about him? No. So one of the witnesses, Steve Mallett, said, uh, he, I guess he was talking to the Point Pleasant Register. I assume it's a newspaper or whatever. He said, quote, it was like a man with wings. It wasn't anything like you'd seen on TV or in a monster movie. So, I mean, no, I mean, you've never seen. I mean, so with like the Barney Betty Hill abduction thing, yeah. they say, you know, like. Barney Hill had just watched some alien abduction TV program. So they're like, okay, well, he described the aliens like that. But this guy is saying it wasn't anything like you'd seen on TV or in a monster movie. So, I mean, it, 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 I, mean I would say it, lead, it lends more credence to his claim. Because it's that, not that, like he would – yeah, it's not like he, he saw this on TV and subconsciously it was in his mind and – then he was like, "Oh no, I saw that. I saw I saw that crane. It looked just like a man with wings and you know, eyes on his chest." From the Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. I don't know when the Twilight Zone came out. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, do you have anything else on the other sightings because he was sighted at, I have Throughout the next 13 months in Point Pleasant, and it was estimated that there were over 100 sightings within that time, up to the point of the collapse of the Silver Bridge on December 15th, 1967. So he was first witnessed November 12th by the guys digging the grave, and then the Scarberries and the Mallets saw it again three days later on the 15th. Do you have other sightings? What? I don't have anything. I, actually, w what I wrote down was... The sighting continued for months throughout the Point Pleasant area until December 15, 1967. Yes, if you do the math, that is over a year of sightings before this tragedy. And then I go right into – so I don't I don't have anything else on the other sightings. Wasn't so I don't there, know if it's just – Wasn't there something saying, about it? Yeah, I saw him. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw him. I saw him. <laughs> wasn't there a, a, guy, a guy and his dog? Did you see that one? I got to be honest with you. No, I so, didn't see something that. Something happened – I'll find it here soon. Something happened. This guy was just just home, and here we go. Merle Partridges. More Partridge. Or somebody call him uh, Newell. Merle Partridge or Newell Partridge. He he lives 90, or he he's located 90 to 100 miles northward of Point Pleasant. But sometime around, between the time Kenneth Duncan and those fellows are digging the grave, and the time when... Uh, <coughs> The mallets and the scarberries saw him. It says there, there's conflicting reports on the date, but it's the 13th, 14th, or 15th, something like that. Mm -hmm. But he was, he said it was about 10.30 at night, and then his TV blanked out. And said there was a real fine herringbone pattern appeared on the television. I don't know what herringbone is, but the herringbone pattern appeared on the television. And then it started to have a high-pitched whining noise. Like a generator winding up. Hmm. He, he said his dog was sitting on the end of the porch, howling down towards the hay barn. And the dog got all alert and 
So it was the dog was just acting real weird for this for something down there. So Omero grabbed his eight millimeter shotgun, walked out onto the porch, and he saw moving circular red lights in the distance. His dog ran disappeared, never to be seen again. Uh, the next day, Merle went down to check out what he saw at the barn and find out what happened to the dog. He found all he found was paw prints. Quote. Here and there, I could see Bandit's paw prints. These were rather easy to find, for he was a heavy dog in the area that was muddy. So right around the place where he saw the red lights, he found his dog tracks, but then they didn't lead anywhere. They they just stopped. They were circling around, and they were gone. What? It was a dragon <laughs> with red eyes. He ate the dog, and that's why the footprints He just ate stopped. the dog and took off. Oh, <laughs> He searched for his trusted companion for weeks following the sighting, but never found his dog. There's been no expl- explanation to this day for what exactly happened to the dog. After he dashed out into the field, weeks after the incident, Partridge told his friends and family that he would not be surprised if he was to sometime find the dead body of a bandit nearby. Ah, but listen to this. When, uh... Did you see the thing about the scarberries and the mallets? They, they left the area. They were scared shitless from this thing that they saw, and they left. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. We need to go back. We need to go see what that actually was. We need to go back. And then when they went back, that's when they seen the carcass of a dog. And the creature was still there. So really? then So then they're like, oh, shit, we got to go find the cops. Wow. No, I didn't see that. So, yep. so, so they, they saw it. Were, it was, were they in – they were in the same yeah, – yeah, they were in the same place at the same time because Roger Scarberry said – you know, he said it was a – you know – creature red two inch diameter eyes or six inches apart he said if he didn't see the creature by himself he would have never said anything quote but there yeah. were four of us who saw it unquote yeah, the so, yeah they, were, they were all together were together are they, they friends a, or? a little double date is that what yeah, it was i think they were, they were on a double date they're all in the same car yeah yeah okay. they're all hanging out together you know the peace love time all hanging out on their lsd together and yeah, man, what is that? each other inappropriately. Yeah, what is that, man? <laughs> and somebody go. in the next car is like, it's just a stork, you idiot. Like, nah, <laughs> man, look at his red eyes. Look at that, man. He looks like a man, man. <laughs> but he's got wings, man. We gotta get out of here. What's wrong with these fucking idiots? <laughs> Roger, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. <laughs> Shut up, Mary. We're going back. What was her name? Not Mary. Scarberries. It was uh, Roger and Linda Scarberry and Stephen Mary Mallet. Ah, uh, I was close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were. So, I knew but, one of them was Mary because any 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 female back in the day, one out of three is a Mary. <laughs> Everybody's Mary. Everyone's a Mary. We got, we got Mary Jean. We got Mary Louise. We got my Mary Junior. My grandmother on my mom's side is Mary. My grandmother on my dad's side is Mary. Oh, you're serious right now? I'm dead serious. <laughs> One, like I'm telling you, one out of every three is a Mary. But there's two of them. All right. Well, the third <laughs> one was not Mary. That was Julianne. Oh, okay. So you don't have anything else on the um. There, I don't. There were so many sightings. The sightings, the additional sightings between '66 and the end of '66 and the end of '67. They could, they could possibly be written written off as um just people wanting to get their word out. Oh yeah. my God! Copycat. I did see it. I did. <laughs> I swear to God, I was looking up at the moon and I saw it. It flew right across the moon. 
At first, I thought it was a dragon, and then I thought, God damn, that's American Eagle. <laughs> then I said, nope, not at night. It's got to be the Mothman. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, honestly, I don't I don't have anything else on all these other sightings. I saw that it, they there are a ton of sightings. Still, to this day. What was the last one? Was it 2005? Well, I'm talking about just in Point Pleasant alone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, there was a oh, ton. To this day? No, 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 no. No, the last time it was so a little further down my research, I'll explain that. It, but no, it hasn't been in this area in a long time. Oh, okay. So, do so, we even say like what happened in this area, or are we just going on about making fun of these people? I'm. It's not making fun. Well, no. Just it's a reenactment. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> We're professionals here. Come on. But well, what do you mean the the bridge incident? Yeah. So the Mothman showed up November 12th, 66. Then he was seen again by Merle between between the 12th and the 15th, but then he was seen was definitely seen again on the 15th by the four people, the two couples. And then he was seen multiple more times in the next 13 months leading up to December 15th, mm-hmm. 1967. That's when the Silver Bridge collapsed. And actually, I I got kind of a good bit on this, I think. On the bridge. Yeah. There's a lot. There is there's documentaries out the wazoo about this bridge. Yeah, I went and like looked at like documents from like actual documents from bridge inspectors and stuff about this bridge. Oh, get on it. Yeah. Well, I didn't I didn't write down everything, but so during the rush hour, it was about 5 p.m. The Silver Bridge, which was built in 1928 and named Silver solely based off of the color of its aluminum paint, it collapsed, resulting in the deaths of 46 people. Dang. So an interesting note about the collapse, two of the people who died, they were never, ever found. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, they were never found. So, I mean, did the Mothman eat them? Did they just float away? Were they not really there? I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, was the Mothman witnessed during the incident or right as the incident was happening? So, a lot of this, except for one that we're going to know very well, which um, it's a number before 10, and then the next number is a number after 10. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at that picture right now. Yeah. So, apparently, he was there during the event. But, no, I mean, most of these, it. He wasn't there during the event, just prior. But he's like he's like this omen to he's these. A, he's a harbinger of doom. Oh, I is see. what what they say. <laughs> I gotta tell you, my issue with that the harbinger of doom thing. Yeah. Especially with this one, why would it take him so long before showing up to the actual event? You know what I mean? He a showed year? up a year before the event happened. True. It's BS. Also. Was was he there to give them time before the collapse? And then how would they know there was a problem unless he came over and was like, yo, guys, that bridge over there is about to collapse and a lot of people are going to die. Well, he like, tried, but it came out as... <laughs> as you can see, I'm doing a lot of keto <laughs> because I got to keep this shirt off. I mean, <laughs> He tried real hard. Come on, give him, give him credit. Honestly, to me, it seems like a a tragedy that's just blame on something else rather than logic. Because the inspectors said the 
the bridge, it was reported as failing due to a small defect, 2.5 millimeters deep in an I-bar, an I-bar 330 in the suspension chain. It was also reported the bridge was carrying loads much heavier than it was designed for and was poorly maintained. Oh, no, but that stork over there told me that this thing is, it's going to kill everyone. <laughs> right. But that bridge was up, it was, you said it was erected in 28, right? 1928, yeah. So not quite 40 years later, it broke. Yeah. I mean. If it was poorly maintained, yeah. I mean, they didn't know what they were doing then. Didn't they use, <clears throat> I thought I read something, or one of the documentaries said something about they had better material than they did for the one same design that they did in Pittsburgh. It was the same type of bridge, but they had better material. It was that paint. For the silver bridge? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Something like that. But those those links, those you can look up the Silver Bridge documentary. It's it's quite fascinating if you're into that kind of stuff. But the way the bridge is constructed, if one of those things failed, the whole bridge should not have collapsed. One of those links, just one, right? Really? I think so because there's uh, the way I understand it. Maybe my logic is completely wrong, which is very possible. But the multiple links that they they have, they're like um, they're like rings, mm-hmm. and then they have an extension over them and then they have multiple multiple stacks of those so if one of those had a crack in it if one of those failed the rest of them should be able to hold the weight how many would have to fail before the bridge failed i don't know no i don't know that Hmm. but didn't you say what one the the one link it was 330 or 333 or something uh yeah i bar 330 in the suspension chain. Oh, maybe it was the... No, okay, maybe I understand it the wrong way. If one of the thinner pieces that they have stacked up fails, okay. But if it's the eye bar that connects all those, then it's over. Good night, nurse. Okay, so that's probably what happened then. The eye bar... The one that holds all those bits together. Right. So it had a failed. defect 2.5 millimeters deep. So you don't even see it on the surface. Dang. I don't even know what they could have done. Back in the late '60s, because no, I mean, close the bridge and rebuild it. Like I don't, I don't have no idea. Have, how would they have even known? Well, they wouldn't. I mean, they didn't. They couldn't X-ray. Like right now, where I work, they have. There's a company who comes in who they X-ray all the pipes. They make sure everything, like everything, is sound and secure. Like yeah, because I mean, you we have all. We, there's oil running. Like there's all kinds of stuff going on there. Sure. So they have companies who come in with x-ray machines, and they check all the pipes. They didn't have that back then. No, 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 no. They were too damn concerned about making it shiny, putting on the yeah. the aluminum paint and making the it aluminum silver. aluminum paint, yeah. That's and then the, the mall fan shows up like, yo, guys, something's going on over there. <laughs> the thing is going to collapse, and a lot of people are going to die. He practically like, pointed at it. Yeah, and they're like, oh, man, ain't that pretty? <laughs> He's got them pipe. big red eyes. Bandit, get back here, Bandit. <laughs> I was talking about the bridge, not the <laughs> that crazy man with the wings. What's up with his eyes? They look like there's fire in them. Oh, it's fire, all right. <laughs> but that was, I mean, I don't have a lot more on this the silver bridge. That thing. was pretty much the first incident. Like we have the Mothman, and then somehow these multiple, maybe maybe not unidentifiable reports uh, through a year. And then after the Silver Bridge collapse, he stopped showing up there. Yeah. So some at some point, somebody said, 
Now wait a damn minute, that Mothman has not been around here and how damn long since that bridge collapsed. You must have foretold the future and told them people that that bridge is going to collapse. And I lost my nephew as well as my son. That's the same guy, by the way. (laughs) Bobby Jean, here, have another shot of moonshine. Settle down. (laughs) But um, I saw that theories after this, theories began to arise that Point Pleasant might have been a portal to an alternate, alternate realm. And the Mothman, along with UFOs, poltergeists, and bizarre light phenomena in the area, were somehow linked to the Silver Bridge tragedy. Did you see that? I didn't see that. The yeah. other thing I saw was uh, days before this, one Mr. Grinning Man showed up. Indrid Cold. Did you see anything right. about Mr. Mr. Indrid Cold? Nope. I did not see anything about that. So there was a lot. It seems like there was quite a bit of activity around this particular incident. So you got nothing on Indrid? I got nothing. You want to? Let me give you a quick rundown. I mean, we are talking about the Mothman, but Andrew Cold shows up multiple times in history too. We'll probably get into him more seriously, but November second, so ten days before the first Mothman sighting, is when we have the first Grinning Man, Andrew Cold appearance. Woodrow Derenberger was a typical Appalachian man and a salesman for a sewing machine company. He lived in Mineral Wells, West Virginia. And he was on his way home from a sale in, oh, he was on his way home from Marietta, Ohio. And he happened to be going down Route 77 in Parkersburg, West Virginia, when suddenly this flying metallic cigar shaped craft started flying next to his truck and he had to pull over because otherwise you'd crash into it. Mm-hmm. And he said that the aircraft was hovering about 12 inches off the road and the door opened and a being exited the ship and the door shuts with a loud thunk. Behind him. Later, the vehicle climbed about 50 feet into the air above the highway. The being walked right up to Derenberger's truck window. Uh, he he looked like a regular a regular ordinary man, six feet tall, about 35 years old, a little bit of an olive complexion. So you know, just a guy. But he happened to step out of this crazy flying machine. However, that's where the the human characteristics stop. The man spoke to Woodrow telepathically. He did not. His mouth did not move at all. Instead, he had a fixed smile on his face. The man looked in through the truck's window and said without saying something along the lines of, Roll down your window. I want to talk to you. During their communication, the man called himself Indrid Cold. He told Woodrow that he meant him no harm. Now, there is a ton of stuff from Woodrow Derenberger. Supposedly, he had all these wild adventures with Indrid Cold. Like, he went to went to space with him and... It, it's it's a wild story. There's <laughs> it's it's out there, man. He um there's there's Does all this these have interviews. To do with the Mothman? It just it was just happened to be the same area about ten days before. But there's oh, something that interesting. I saw. Okay. Yeah. Some I saw something else somewhere that he he happens to be around around the same times as the Mothman, different times. But him and Derenberger had some had some adventures, boy. Derenberger went on live TV in Parkersburg, West Virginia, and told his story. Whew. I was very frightened, and as far as I can understand, this was all mental. They were not spoken words from him. I knew what he was asking me, but yeah, he stood there, and his mouth did not move. He had a smile on his face. He appeared very courteous and friendly. So, I mean, I think we'll we'll get into this guy another time. He he also shows up in um, a Mothman movie, Eyes of the Mothman. There's also another movie that revolves around this the Point Pleasant thing, it was 
the Mothman prophecies. Oh yeah, it was I never in actually watched it too. I never actually watched it. I think I might do that now. I never saw it either. Um, there was a book about it too, the Mothman prophecies, written by John Keel in 1975. And it's there very was also- interesting. A lot of people had. I mean, even 75. This is only 10 years after mm-hmm. the all this stuff. Not even 10 years. Now I don't know where John Keel's from. I mean, is he so, from the area? He's like, I swear to God, I saw that damn thing. <laughs> so I don't know. I never read the book, but but there was also another book in 2002 written by Lauren uh, Loren Coleman titled okay. Mothman and Other Curious Encounters. Other Curious Encounters. Yep. And Mr. Loren comes up later in my research. Oh. So what do you think? You think we should take a break real quick uh, and then? I was just gonna say that we'll take a break and then we'll dive into other places he's visited yeah because the, the silver bridge is the main the main one i mean like number for God's one sakes, they got a statue they got a statue yeah point pleasant so. i i want to go oh one more thing before the break i guess we can say it after the break but still the third weekend in september every single year since 2005 i guess what it is there's a mothman festival in point pleasant west virginia we just missed it, man. I know. I know. I'm it's bummed. so crazy. <laughs> I almost want to take a trip just to get a selfie with the Mothman statue. Oh, for sure. Even without the, the festival going on, just, just get like a – I mean, it's 12 foot, and I'm – I don't know. What am I, like four foot three? Oh, so that's I need like a, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so I need – I got to get like a 12-foot selfie stick to get it all, but I, I got to get a selfie with that thing. <laughs> Oh, definitely. We're definitely going to go. Yeah. <laughs> if not soon, but uh, for the festival next year. Now we yeah, got to maybe by lives. then, maybe by then we'll have some fans. We'll all go down. Oh shit! A listener meetup. Yeah, Point with the bring on the weird T-shirts and everything. That'd be wild. I'd love it. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm too excited. We got to take a break. Calm down. All right, we'll see you guys after the break. And we're back. Are you back? No, I'm back. Are you? Yes. It's behind me. Right. My back. Ooh. I was afraid the Mothman got you. He was there. Your house collapsed. I was afraid. <laughs> oh, don't make fun of my house collapsing. <laughs> we don't want that. No. If we, you run from one end to the other, then it's a little shaky. Yeah, right now I can hear my kids upstairs running around. <laughs> Just running around like little demons. Yeah. They get out of the shower. They run around. You ever give, like, a dog a bath? And then... <laughs> When they get out, they just run around like crazy. That's my kids. Ah. So they just leave the bathroom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They get done. They dry off. They get their pajamas on. Then they just... Oh. So yours get their pajamas on before they leave the bathroom? Well, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, the, the bathroom is right next to their rooms upstairs, so... Mine tend to run around naked a lot. Well, you got all girls. I got a girl and a boy. I, well, I don't... I don't want to see any of them. Like, take oh, one, no, no, no. Take no, yourself I'm, to the bathroom. I'm saying you're literally the only guy there. <laughs> yes. So there's like, oh, da, 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 da. Like, it's nothing. I just got to turn turn a blind eye to them. Yeah. yeah. And I can, so. <laughs> so did so, you know, what were you going to say? I was going to get back to the Mothman. Oh, yeah, me too. I was oh, going to say, right. did you know he was at Chernobyl? Chernobyl? Yeah. So... If you don't know, Chernobyl, um, in, on April 26, 1986, the Soviet Union had a nuclear disaster. 
with Reactor 4 during a routine systems test at their Chernobyl nuclear plant. It was reported that a bizarre winged creature was spotted flying over the town of Pripyat? Yeah, Pripyat. I mean, I assume that's what it looks like. On numerous occasions, Pripyat was a nearby town where the first responders stayed until they were evacuated due to elevated radiation levels. Uh, a few workers of Chernobyl, they also reported seeing the creature hovering above the plant. So, that's a little eerie, right? Yeah. But, it's, I mean, it's just a bird. Is it? Well, you would think, until the witnesses of this creature, they reportedly, they were plagued by nightmares and harassed by incessant threatening phone calls. Phone calls? Like, Mothman's, yeah. like where's Mothman's ears? Uh, look. I didn't see anything about the phone calls. I didn't see any transcripts of the phone calls. All I know, they were harassed via phone call, and they were plagued by nightmare. But most of the witnesses, they said it was a man-like bird with red eyes, and some called it the Black Bird of Chernobyl. Freaking scary. Yeah, so, I mean, right around the same time, this Reactor 4 had a gigantic meltdown, and I think it's something like... It it's not even going to be habitable for like three thousand years or something like it. It's some astronomical number. It's out there. It, I mean, we'll we won't see it. Our kids won't see it. Our grandkids won't see it. Our great kids. We're not no. going to see it to where it's habitable. It was no, a. Gonna, it was an absolute disaster. We're going to be populating a different planet. You know, we're going to be chilling with the tardigrades on the moon before it's <laughs> before Chernobyl is habitable again. Look, the tardigrades, by the time we get to Mars, they're going to be on Io. <laughs> They'll be way beyond us. I mean, they're already off of Earth. Yeah, how you they're know? They're already thinking the next step ahead. We're still on Earth. They planned it. The tardigrades planned this. They crashed that thing on purpose. I'm telling you, Con Air. <laughs> it was tardigrades the whole yeah, time. It was a little Nicolas Cage fuck, uh, tardigrade. A like, tardigrade. All right, come on. We're going to take over this ship here. <laughs> a little tartar cage. <laughs> <laughs> While some believe it was the same creature from the Silver Bridge incident, others said it was a rare black stork. But according to, do you remember this name? Loren Coleman, he believes it was neither. It was not the Mothman, and it was not a stork. What was it then? Something else? Well, in 2010, he said the accounts of the Mothman Chernobyl sightings were entirely based on the Mothman Prophecies movies from or movie from 2002. Coleman said, quote, the Chernobyl story, the Galveston hurricane, Mothman tie-in, and other examples given in the movie were pure fiction. Da, da, da. Right after the movie was released, various websites posted the Chernobyl Mothman reports as factual, but there is... But there is not one thread of evidence that any winged weirdies were witnessed before the Chernobyl accident. It is a bit of movie fiction that has, unfortunately, moved into pseudo-factoid cryptozoology. Um, <clears throat> is that where we're going with this? Really? Uh, I mean... There's a whole lot of witnesses. Yeah. So, at the end of this, I'll, I'll explain my feeling on the Mothman. All right. So I'm, I'm, I won't get into it right now, but I gotta, I almost, yeah, I, I kind of agree with Mr. Coleman here. That's a load of malarkey. I won't say it. <laughs> All right. I won't say it yet. So we talked about 
Chernobyl, and some people said it was a large, dark, and mutated man with gigantic wings and piercing red eyes, like we've been talking about the whole time. But those reports came out later, right? Like, they they didn't say anything about it before. They didn't say anything about it, like, right in 1985, even, a year before, or even moments before. Some, no. See, maybe the Chernobyl one is horseshit. So, (laughs) I mean, you basically just said my final thought. I put it at the very end of my notes. I know it's not the end, but I put, I find it strange that reports of this creature come out after the event takes place in most cases. Most cases. People report seeing it prior to the event, but never actually report it before the event. I think it's a way to pass the blame on something else rather than accept the fact that bad things happen due to neglect or just random virus mutation. The virus mutations, you'll see. But, like... All right. Yeah. So, it... The one at Chernobyl, eh. I mean, they they see the thing happen, and they're like, oh, you know what? Oh, shit. You know what? Three days ago, I saw that that guy. He had wings and red eyes. Oh, yeah. I saw now, him. Now that the incident is over... Yeah. Oh, I knew it. He's the harbinger of doom. <laughs> nah, dude. I mean, it was a disaster. You're making this up. You're. I mean, you're just trying to build to the legend. Just fine. Build on the legend. But it might be true. We'll continue. What do you got after Chernobyl? So that was oh. Chernobyl was 20 years after the Silver Bridge, and then 20 years after that is when people were like, you know what? I think I probably did see something there 20 years ago. No, you didn't. Stop it. So my next thing after Chernobyl, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's um, 9-11. Uh-oh. Yeah. Here <laughs> so, we go. <laughs> it, terrible. Absolutely terrible. So following the terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center, uh, rumors emerged that people reported seeing a large crane-like creature in the area just five days before the attack. Here we go. Back to it. Following the terrorist attacks, then people remember, oh, I saw it five days ago. Yeah. Mm. I saw this giant. Guys, if you see something that looks like a man with wings, report it. Say something. Yeah. For damn sake. (laughs) So in whatever I see, it says, this says it's been 31 years since the last sighting um, of them in North America. So if you do the math. The last sighting, according to what I have and you have, is in 1967, Silver Bridge. Right. To 2001, that makes it 34 years. All right. So I don't know if the math is wrong or if there's other reports that we missed or what. But I looked. I, I didn't find anything else. So I don't know if this article is off or if there's just something else we missed. So I don't know. Uh, that's on, That's what I have. It goes from Chernobyl straight to... 9-11. Yeah. So, uh, real quick, before we get... M- my main source is the uh, theportalist.com slash 4-alleged-mothman-sightings-that-that-that-preceded-disasters. So, I just want to put it out there. <laughs> that, so, did you see the picture of the, the 9-11 one? The guy said about his picture? How do you feel well, about that one? I'm going to get into it. <laughs> that, I'm pretty sure that one is easily shopped. Well, I'll tell you right now what I think it is. A gremlin. Pareidolia. Now you lost me. You don't know what pareidolia is? 
that a sexual <clears throat> position? Where, where the human brain, we see faces that aren't really there. We it's perceive a familiar, like a familiar pattern where none exists. Like the Rorschach test. Yeah. They, okay. Yeah. So like they do the ink block test. They're like, oh, what do you see? So Butterfly. we see the face on Mars. You know that? Oh, yeah. Know, that, mm-hmm. that old picture? Yeah, it, yeah. It's not, it, I mean, it's, it's a mound, a big, it's shadows, and then we see a face. Just right. like when you see a tree and you see like weird knots in a tree, you're like, oh man, that looks like a happy face. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's just pareidolia. Yeah. Somebody sitting in the chair and it, at nighttime, but in reality it's your pile of clothes, it, probably. Yeah, it, like you see a face. You, you see a familiar pattern because your that's brain, what, Your brain associates it, associates it to a familiar pattern, like I said. Right. Long ago when we were a caveman or whatever, when we saw another man, we saw his face and we're like, you know what? Friendly. Mm-hmm. So you see, you associate, like, you just, you see a face and you think face. You think human, you think happy, whatever. Right. It's pareidolia. So I think the, are you talking about the face and the, cl- the smoke? No, this guy took a picture on a street. He's facing a building, but it looks like some sort of winged thing coming from around this one building. It's not any of the a towers. Plane. What? A plane. <laughs> a plane. It's not shaped like a plane. It it looks like it looks like a some sort of bird, but he could have easily just put a spot on that picture and then zoomed in and been like, oh, oh shit, look at it. Okay. So I have that. On the day of the attack, the creature was reported appeared again, some claiming they could see his face through the clouds of smoke. So I assumed what you were talking about originally was his face in the smoke, which I've also heard was the devil. Like, have you seen that picture? Yeah, like I know. The quote-unquote devil about. in the smoke? Yeah. I assumed that's what they were talking about. But no, I haven't seen that picture of, like, a winged man. Oh, really? Do you Do you want to see it? Yeah. All right. What's the best way to send it to you here? Let me slide into your DMs, huh? Whoa. Hey. Whoa. Yeah? What? So that could either be one thing I saw said that could possibly be debris from something. I don't know at what angle this picture is taken to the towers. But, I mean. You know, that looks like a man. Like, if you zoom in. it. Yeah. It almost looks like you can see his legs go back. It almost looks like his feet are straight back. See? Was it an angel? Where was it the Mothman? Was there an angel there that day? Some people believe. Wow, man. That's an okay picture, right? Maybe they just squeeze that into the shop there. I mean, we're not photo analysts. It could be completely fake. That might be in Hong Kong. (laughs) Actually, I see a van over here that looks like it might be in Taiwan. But, I mean... Taiwanese vans. Yeah, over here it's got like the pole sticking up and like, all, all <laughs> kinds of shit on it. That's crazy. I've never seen that before, man. Not a bad picture, right? We'll share that one. So has he been seen since? Oh, oh, oh I want to find that other picture for you. So, so there's there's lots of explanations for this for the Mothman. The Mothman is an owl. Um, it's been associated with other cryptids, giant, gigantic thunderbirds with gray bodies and red heads. Uh, thunderbirds man. are dope. Aren't they? We can get into those sometimes. Yeah. An owl man. 
man, that one tends to be seen in Cornwall, England. So, I mean, now, man, I don't know about Thunderbirds being associated with the Mothman. I mean, I guess slightly, but I could see the Owlman being more Mothmanish. But there are two legends from Shawnee lore. They mention creatures closely resembling the Mothman, deemed Misignawa. It looks like my sign Maybe it is my sign Misignawa and Wapi, respectively. In the legend of the Misignawa, the description of Mothman is indeed similar to Bigfoot by ceremonial dress used during the bread dance. The Wapi legend is also similar in that it's part of Shawnee lore and that a family of Native Americans chose to become white hawks living in the forest near Point Pleasant. Yeah, how do you like that? goes all the way back to Native American lore. Oh, oh, here, uh, this is what I wanted to talk about. I, I didn't even take notes on this, and I meant to say it. I heard it, heard it on one podcast that I checked out. Some believe the Mothman may be an angel, demon, or the product of a blood curse placed upon the town by Chief Cornstalk. Then, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he was buddy. murdered along with his son in the area. Tell me about Chief Cornstalk. Well, I, no, I, I just read about him. <laughs> oh, I thought you were shaking your head like, yeah. No, no, I, I just got like, yeah, 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 I heard that too. Like, Similarly, the curse theory is one very attached to the collapse of the Silver Bridge. I'm going to get more into Chief Cornstalk. Oh, shit, I thought you froze. <laughs> no. There you go. This is straight from this is straight from the Wikipedia page. You know, our favorite one, the his legacy. Quote, in 1840, Cornstalk's grave was rediscovered and his remains removed to the Mason County Courthouse grounds. In 1954, the courthouse was torn down and he was reburied in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. A local legend claims that he took his revenge in the 1960s by sending the mysterious Mothman to terrorize Point Pleasant. Legends arose about his dying curse being the cause of misfortunes in the area, later supplanted by local Mothman stories. But no contemporary historical source mentions any such utterance by Cornstalk. Well, how do you like that? The Point Pleasant version of the Mothman could very well be a Native American curse. Well, I am Chief Greenbean, and I Chief say... Yeah. Cornstalk, green bean. I'm with you. And I say send a mothman to Afghanistan. What do you do in Afghanistan? Scare those fuckers. <laughs> Just scare them. Just scare them and tell them to not screw with the U.S. of A. Maybe that's where you should have gone. I feel like I went a little Russian there, right? <laughs> Some sort of Native American Russian. It's the it's the Native Americans that scooted up the nomads. They scooted up the West Coast, went through Alaska... Went over the Bering Strait before it melted away. Yeah. When it froze, like, when it was real cold, they just walked across it. Oh, yeah. Those nomads, they were all over the place. Yeah. So it was Native Americans turned Russians. Also, we love Native Native Americans. So if I offended you, I'm sorry. I was just trying to do a thing. And it worked. Or it didn't. And now you've offended. Yeah. So I went Native American Russian. (laughs) I went USSA. I wonder if there's any dark-complected <laughs> Russians in, like, the northeastern part of Russia. There has to be. Absolutely has to be. We're clueless. We don't know. I mean, look, not to sound, like, crude, but why are Alaskans so dark? Because it's too cold. But, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm pretty they're not sure getting they're... a lot of sun, right? They're Native Americans. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. traveled there, correct? Yeah, and they just stayed there. That's what that's what i assume that's why they have a dark complexion are they 
Isn't I have there another a name PhD for in history, and that's what happened. Isn't there another name for native peoples of Alaska? Oh yeah, um, Inuit. Yeah, I don't know how that came to me. Jeez, Alaskan bush people. Uh, <laughs> stop it. Have you ever seen that? You're gonna hurt somebody. No. They like name their kids all weird. Like they're all crazy. Like I think one of them is named Sunny because he was born like, in the dark. I I don't know. <laughs> I hope she wasn't born in the winter time. Oh, she. Oh yeah. It was a girl. Huh. Or Sunshine or Sunny or something like that. All right. And she was born in, what is it, the wintertime? There's, like, no sun. There's, like, six hours of sun where they are. Man, I want to get back to the Mothman, but I, I thought it just occurred to me. I wonder if there's some sort of stigma with the people who bo- are born in the dark versus the people that are born in the light. Yeah. Not, maybe, maybe not a Angels, stigma. Angels, demons. But, well, calm down. So we're going to name this demon Sunny. <laughs> My child, you were born in the dark. You will be called Damien. <laughs> Pop, that's a little too, that's too on the nose, man. Come on. Okay, but your brother Gabriel was born in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get back to the Mothman. Damn. <laughs> Did you um, know he was part of another bridge collapse? Mothman? Mm-hmm. Which one? The I-35 West. So when was that? Was that sooner than... More recently than 9-11? No. Oh, yeah. That was in... That was August 1st, 2007. Oh, really? Yeah. 2007? Yeah. A bridge on Interstate 35 in Minneapolis collapsed at its center, killing 13 people and roughly 145 were injured. You didn't hear about that? I think I probably did, but... So, reports began trickling in that a Mothman-like figure started appearing near the bridge about a month before the collapse. Hold on. When were these reports reported? Exactly. That's that's my thing. See, I don't find anything about this before the event. All of this stuff happens after the event. The So the reports come in after the event. Nobody's saying, yeah. like, oh, shit, why is there a giant-ass bird thing flying over there? Yeah. Oh, shit. They're like... Run for the hills. Shit's gonna go down. They're like, oh yeah, I was eating my my cheese curds and I I was watching the Minnesota Vikings and I saw <laughs> this uh this creature. He's flying over the stadium and uh, next thing I know, about five days later, the the bridge it it collapsed. That's cheese actually, curds are really good, by the way. That's a really good Midwesterner, Northern Midwesterner accent. Look, I love I, the Packers. I struggle I with that accent. <laughs> I can I can pretend to do some other accents, but that one I struggle with that one, man. <laughs> so that was a good. This one it it was one of three bridge collapses that year, along with the Hart Bridge in Grays Harbor County, Washington, which collapsed under the weight of a truck carrying an excavator. I mean, that's why. So also the MacArthur Maze in Oakland, California, which collapsed through the fire from a tanker truck explosion, which weakened the steel supports. All right, take it easy, nine eleven fucking conspiracy theorists. <laughs> Different steel, whatever. But yeah, so there was three bridge collapses that year. But this one, so the I thirty five collapse was the most expensive and literally the most deadly. With the other two. Causing only one injury and no fatality. Well, that's good. So, was the yeah. Mothman seen then? No, 
not he he wasn't at either of the other two. So the one in Minneapolis killed 13 people and injured uh, about 145. The other two injured one and killed zero out of the two. Dang. So the Mothman was at the one that killed a bazillion people and injured a bazillion times two people. And uh, for this one, poor maintenance was ultimately the cause of the collapse. Same thing as a silver bridge. Correct. Do you want to hear another coincidence? What? Or was it? The I-35 bridge opened on in November of 1967, one month before the Silver Bridge collapsed. What? Yeah, dude. It's getting deeper. Could we make a connection? Let's make connections where there's not supposed to be any connections. You're oh, welcome. man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Because I got to tell you, I'm on the side that the Mothman is not real. Oh, you said it, didn't you? That's it. You're on it. I'm, I mean, you guys have listened to this podcast enough to know that I kind of believe, I don't want to believe, but I, I take a lot of this stuff like it's very possible. I feel like this Mothman stuff is kind of goofy. It can be written off too easily. It, it, it all comes about after the event. A lot of them do, but the, the first one, the Silver Bridge. The, the Silver Bridge did not, but the rest of them did. Right. The reports of the winged creature, it was post, post-event post that people were reporting. That, does, that doesn't do anybody any good. Go sit down, Nostradamus. You're messing this one up. Right. Like, I was, so, I don't remember, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, I was talking to my wife, and I said, why don't these, like, these people do not report it before i mean we were talking about uh you know cold cases and people were like they have visions or whatever and they never say anything no and obviously it's not admissible in court or whatever but they're like you know like i saw my neighbor kill somebody in a dream and then they arrest a neighbor or whatever but that person never says anything about seeing a dream that per you know you know what i mean yeah yeah if i saw some insane if i saw a dude with red eyes and wings right away i'm going to twitter i'm going to whatever i'm like all Yo, the dude. yeah there like was everything but people didn't do that no i don't well i mean i mean they, they, they didn't have twitter right they didn't have it back <laughs> then but they're gonna tell people yeah like, and there's gonna I be saw this weird thing like yeah people are gonna be talking about it people yeah. are gonna know like this this regular to the coffee shop came in he went down to Rose's diner, and he came in all crazy, like, and normally this guy's not so crazy, and he, but this day, he came in, he was all crazy. Did you see that guy out there? Holy hell. Like, that doesn't happen. He could have reported it to his local social media, Rose's diner. <laughs> they could have put it on the menu. So, I mean, 1966, the 60s there, I'm going to say there wasn't a whole lot of street lighting, and not a whole lot of exterior night lights out and about in the countryside. Yeah, so the headlights were shit. Right. So any little bit of light could light up some eyes, and you would shit a brick. I know I would. I see some eyes just twinkling out in the distance when I'm taking the dog out or whatever. Yeah. And they're, they're like a raccoon eyes. Oh hell no. We ain't, we're not pooping. I'm coming back in twenty minutes. We're not pooping right now. Yeah. Even a cat. Hell no. Yeah. Even a cat. Just floating eyes out there in the darkness. No. I'm turning around. Yeah. Oh, we gotta go. Just like looking at you. Like, what are you looking at, man? 
No, no I'm out of here. Done. Not having it. So, so you're okay writing off the Mothman? Well, did you hear about the swine flu outbreak in Mexico? I know about that incident. The Mothman was involved. Well, uh, they say. So, April 10th, 2009, residents of La Juanta, Lujanta, in Chihuahua, Mexico. Chihuahua? Chihuahua. Uh, they began to notice a bizarre creature hanging around. Uh, the, re- the creature, it was reported as very tall, hairy, with two large wings and bloodshot eyes. The hairy, that's new, right? We didn't say anything about Harry. Yeah. No. Bloodshot eyes? Like, they got that close? They could see it was bloodshot? Well, bloodshot, red. Yeah. I could see that. So, one young student even reported being chased by the creature. So, there was a a quote by him, but he wanted to remain anonymous, so I didn't put the quote down and all this other stuff. But, uh, apparently, he was chased down. He, like, grabbed and all this other stuff. But, like, he wasn't hurt. So... It was during this time that the area started to rise in the outbreak of swine flu. So for people who don't know, uh, the swine flu found in humans is a strain of flu that contains components from bird flu, human flu, and swine flu viruses. So it's like a perfect storm. They come together, create something very new for the, you know, our immune system to deal with. That sounds so like it, some it, Plum Island shit. Yeah, it, I mean, it's. Plum Island, whoa, 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 <laughs> foreshadowing, whoa, 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 whoa. So, I mean, it's it's tough. It, it's something new for our body, you know. So, Angela Mendez and Viviana Ledesma, two witnesses, they claim to have heard the creature in an apple orchard near Manaka Cemetery. Literally, that's all I have on it. Okay. They heard the creature in an apple orchard near Manaka Cemetery. Um, that's it. So, as for uh, as far as hearing the creature in an apple orchard, this I I literally typed this in my notes because I was upset by that statement. <laughs> I put as far as hearing the creature in the apple orchard. I mean, come on. I've been out in the woods on a crisp autumn morning, and a squirrel can literally. I mean, this is true. A squirrel can literally sound like a bear running at you when it's quiet. Like, uh, I've yeah. heard a squirrel in the wood. Like, they're just, they're loud. Just, <laughs> so. All over the place. Yeah. So, I believe they heard something, but I don't think they heard what they thought they heard. Senses yeah. can be very deceiving at times, and I think they just fell victim to that, honestly. <laughs> Why do they think they heard the creature in the apple orchard? It could have been a deer. It could have been anything out there. They didn't see it. That mean, I mean, did it say, yo, like, yo, I'm the Mothman. <laughs> you just hollering out. Yeah. <laughs> Mothman for life. <laughs> like, no, it was just like they heard something out in the apple orchard. It's an apple orchard. Yeah. Deer Any, be there everything is out there eating apples. They just want to survive. It's nuts. I, so I don't believe that one. But then again, it was reported after the event. Well, so reports came before the swine flu outbreak of some bizarre creature. They reported the creature, very tall, hairy, two large wings, bloodshot eyes. Bloodshot eyes, I could say, matches the red eyes. Okay. Very tall. I don't know. Not to... I apologize for this, but 
a lot of Mexican people are not as tall as American people, right? I don't know the demographic, the nationality. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't quite seem like it. Okay. So, so so it was just some American out there. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm saying because he was described as a tall humanoid, or he was described as like a humanoid figure with wings. So if you go to Mexico, a white man, or you know, like an American man or whatever, might seem tall, tall. to them. Okay. If you go to Ireland you know, maybe an African man seems tall to them. So right. maybe, in, maybe in Mexico, this guy was very tall. Harry, I don't quite understand. It seems bigfootish. Yeah, that's, that's very new. That I mean, that's literally the only report we have of him being hairy. Well, most other reports are in the dark. We just see the glowing red eyes. Yeah. And then if, it, well, if we see it in the day, it's way, way at a distance. Except for the the one report of the like Scarberries or whatever they was it Scarberries said he was like a white figure. I mean he was right in headlights. Like he didn't when they tell if he was hairy. Right, right. Unless it's white hair like a polar bear. Maybe it's maybe it's like real fine hair. And during the day you can tell he's hairy. All right, I like it. But look, I, I got to be honest with you. I think this is all BS. No, I don't want to say BS. A lot of it is I, – I don't like the idea that all so many reports are post-event reports. Right, and they're like – That's that's oh, what bugs me. Yeah, I saw him three days ago. Why didn't you say something three days ago? You wiener. So, that's what I don't get. So – and a lot of this – I think a lot of it – a lot of it could just – it's too easily explained away. Too yes. easy. Like a barn owl because they have – some types of owls have crazy red eyes and a crane. Would it have been warm enough for a crane in November of 67 to be in Point Pleasant? I guess I that's no another idea. that's another thing to think about. Because cranes tend to hang out where it's a little warmer. Maybe there was some marshland around and was out for a night stroll. Or they spooked it when they were out gallivanting around the TNT area. I so think that's another potential explanation for what these people experienced while they were on their LSD and whatnot. Oh. But, yeah, but it's I mean, fun. It's fun to associate this omen-type thing, this harbinger of doom for these wild events. Yeah, I think it's just – I think he's a scapegoat. I think it's poor maintenance. I think the one – the swine flu is just a virus outbreak. Them hearing things is just them hearing things. The uh, 9-11, I think it's pareidolia. The other thing, I don't, I mean, the picture you sent me, I didn't see that before. So I don't really have an explanation for it, but I think a lot of this stuff can be explained. Is that, is that what we're concluding? I think that's going to be our conclusion. I think that's, I think that's my conclusion. As much as I love I absolutely love to think of all this stuff is true. We're all this stuff is being, it's hidden from us and they don't want us to know. I think this is BS, dude. I really do. I think it's really cool to think of that this thing is like showing up right before a disaster. So if you see it, you know, something bad is going to happen. Get out of Dodge. But nobody tells you about it before, until after it happens. Like if my house blew up right now, 
my neighbor would be like, yeah, I saw that thing three days ago. <laughs> well, thanks for the hey, head up, heads up, you motherfucker. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I I think it's BS. You? I'm I'm right there with you. Somebody saw something one time, and then now it's just carried on a legend. And the legend has grown and grown and grown and grown. And like they saw see, it a year before it happened, the the initial sighting. A year right. before it happened, before the disaster. A whole year. So. But then people saw everything leading up to it. I, I guess the only thing with that, with the whole Silver Bridge thing, is people saw saw it, continued to see it, supposedly, up until the collapse of the bridge, killing all those people, and then suddenly the sightings stopped being reported. Right. So that's the only iffy thing about that particular incident. But every other one was like, well, yeah, I saw the thing. Three days ago? Yeah. Uh, look, well, if thanks, I, Jim. If I, if I, yeah. My barn's on fire. Thanks a lot, Jim, for telling me three me. days ago. For damn sake, Jim. Like, I saw the Mothman. He had a gas can and matches in his hand. <laughs> well, if I would have known better, I would have took my 12-gauge. I would have blown his damn head off. <laughs> he doesn't have a head. <laughs> I would have blown his chest in. <laughs> All right, so look, what do you I, guys If think? I go outside right now, take my dog outside, and I see some sort of winged creature with red eyes... I'm telling all the people. I'm going to go knock on all the doors. I'm texting all the people. Everyone. Everything. Everybody's going to know. Tweet it. Instagram it. The police Facebook are not it. that far away. I'm going to go down there and hammer on the door. I'm going to, I'm going to write a note. Everybody's going to know on all the different media. Yeah. But, like, I saw this dude. He had no head. He had eyes where his nipples should be. And he was going. <laughs> yeah. And then if my house blows up in three days, you know what happened. Right. It was the Mothman. The Mothman. You know what? I did have one quick thing I was curious about. Is he a harbinger of doom or does he bring the doom? If these statements are true, does he show up and and cause the event or is he here to warn a symbol for, hey, something's going to happen? Yeah, a a warning symbol. Because he doesn't try to stop the event. No. So I can't imagine him being a harbinger of doom. I imagine him being a bringer of doom. I guess it really depends on how you want to feel about him. If you want to see some sort of angelic thing trying to warn us and it just can't, it doesn't know how to do it, or is he an evil entity bringing the doom? I don't know. I guess that's for the listeners to think about, right? Uh oh. Oh, yeah. That's going to be the main question next week, isn't it? <laughs> I, I mean, we talked about all we could talk about. Oh, yeah. And we, I mean, we explained our thoughts, so. It's up to the world. That's it. If you, you see the Mothman, tell somebody. God. Huh? If you see the Mothman, tell somebody. Don't tell him oh. after some shit went down. God, Before. please do. Yeah. All right. I mean, don't wait until the Joker poisons your water supply. If you see the Mothman beforehand, tell someone. Ugh. Also, I want to see the new Joker movie. Yeah, I want to see the new Joker movie. Damn right. I have a bunch of movies I want to see that we didn't get to see. Scary Stories. I want to see that one. I know there was another one. But anyway, I think we're going to end the episode right there. Yeah, I think so. It's not movie talk time. Nope. All right. Mothman. Angel of Warning or Demon of Doom? You decide. Ooh, nice. (laughs) Do you want to plug the uh, Patreon? You want to do that? I think we should. It's a thing. Patreon.com slash bring on the weird. Come and get your early episodes and your stickers, among other things. All the other things. We're everywhere. Oh, yeah. 
find us on all your favorite podcast hosts or whatever you want to call it, podcast apps. I, there, there's so many of them. I didn't know there was a hundred of them. Yeah, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're not on Snapchat, so stop sending Snapchats to us because we're not there. But but what if we were? Well, we won't be <laughs> because I don't like it. <laughs> but if you have a weird story you'd like to email us, why don't you send it to bringontheweird at gmail.com. We'd love a personal story of something weird that happened to you. Were you abducted by aliens? Uh-oh. Were you attacked by ghosts? Were you possessed by a demon? If you were any of these, send us an email. Bringontheweird at gmail.com. All right. All right. We're ending it. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next time. Stay weird, world.